What are we, what have we been talking about? The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Trying to understand the kingdom of God. Trying to articulate the kingdom of God. Trying to usher it in. Possess it. And, uh, just a couple comments on orientation of what we have been talking about. Um, it kind of uh, takes on two forms, you know, vertically with God, you know, in our prayer time, in our worship time, and also horizontally with each other, right? Reconciling with each other, living in victory with each other. Like I said, uh, there was one famous sociologist said that life is about moving towards or away from relationships, moving towards or away from relationships. I thought that was quite profound that I learned in my uh, speech 101 class at City College. Um, Just a couple comments. Um, Life, the kingdom of God is expressed in community one life at a time. Coming out of COVID, just a comment on that, Post-COVID, we can kind of get a little discouraged, a little disillusioned with the organized church, right? Um, You've seen your numbers drop. Actually, today, it seems like your numbers have increased, (laughs) which is awesome. It's good to see uh, more faces. But it was a time of discouragement, wasn't it, the past three years? And Jesus as well, Jesus' followers, they were crushed when Jesus was crucified, the movement, the kingdom of heaven, the uh, ushering of the kingdom of God was a crushing blow to Christ's followers. However, Jesus did usher in the kingdom of God, Good Friday and Easter. And so we also worship God vertically. Jesus conquered sin and death, and certainly we'll have more commentary on that as uh, we approach Easter week coming uh, up in April. But it's God sets up his kingdom in our hearts. Jesus, who was and is and is to come, God did not get defeated. He was victorious, and he sets up his kingdom, and he gives us his Holy Spirit and That may be a direction of our future messages, how we uh, get in more tune with God, how we walk with God closer um, in reality. Even though Jesus in bodily form seemed like he he left and he he did leave, um, but he said he had to leave. And he said to his disciples, you're going to do greater things than I did, which is um, amazing and profound and something that we need to contemplate like i said i we often wish that man it would be so awesome to walk in jesus time right just to walk and talk with him and in fact we can and we do we can do that and we do that by prayer we do that by meditation and god even though he's not like physically there he is spirit And he can now, instead of just being with 12 disciples, right? Jesus can be the God and friend of worldwide millions and millions 
of his followers and his family. So this brings us to this topic of the, we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer. Why don't we pray? Just a couple thoughts. Just a, I don't have too many uh, uh, scriptural references there, but some, simply we don't know how to pray. And so uh, this uh, message is out of uh, Luke 11, where Jesus was uh, ministering, teaching, preaching, doing miracles, and his followers uh, came to him and asked them, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. So many, uh, sometimes we don't know how to pray. And so we're going to be talking about digging in uh, deeply into what is called the Lord's Prayer. And sometimes we revert, I think, to our fallen nature, Genesis 3, where we're, um, uh, uh, we hide in Genesis 3. Adam and Eve, our spiritual parents, they hid from each other, God and each other. Um, so maybe that's maybe why, um, if we remember the prodigal son um, story, I haven't preached on that yet. Eventually I will. I keep referring to it over and over again. Um, you all are familiar with the prodigal son story, uh, I assume. Uh, like I said, it's often called the gospel within the gospel. And if you recall, when the prodigal son came to his senses and he decided to go back to his father's house, he said, I know what I'll do. What did he say? I'll go back as a slave. I'll go back as a slave. And this is kind of the gospel message in uh, story um, depicted there. Sometimes we forget that uh, Good Friday came. Jesus, who was and is and is to come, uh, Good Friday and Easter came. We forget that God died for our sins already, that we don't have to live in sin and shame anymore because God paid the penalty for our sins. Okay, uh, why pray? Why pray? Um, we don't pray just on occasions. I think that's maybe the main easy takeaway from today's message is we, we recite the Lord's Prayer. We don't have to do it formally, only when we do communion. Um, in fact, I was tempted to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not, I, I forgot if I had done that yet with you guys, if we recited the Lord's Prayer, uh, because it seemed like a good occasion <laughs> to do it, right? When else do we pray, right? Over meals, especially meals in the church. And it's funny, when you're stepping into the role of minister or part-time minister or whatnot, or elder, uh, it's funny, people often defer as if my prayer before the meal is going to be somehow <laughs> uh, more impactful. Maybe it's just an honor thing. Uh, but the same thing, you know what I mean, when we uh, pray over meals three times a day. Um, actually, we talked about that. Um, you know, uh, maybe it is a good habit to remind us that our sustenance comes from the earth. Remember, we talked about the in, in, in our Genesis study. But we do so to change our hearts, our minds, more in line to the kingdom of God and asking God for his own power, his holy power. And this is how we follow Jesus. We are transformed from being orphans to being more in, more in line with sons and daughters of God. And 
uh, like I said, the prodigal son, he changed from this, this dynamic of being acutely aware of his failings and him going off to a far-off land, sin and shame coming back to his father as a slave, and the transformation that his father raised him up to be a son. And Mary, another beautiful uh, vignette that we will have to preach on someday, of Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, who chose the better way in this dynamic of do, being versus doing. But sometimes it's important simply to talk about being, being sons and daughters. And maybe that's the next step, is sitting and realizing the people that you have, your small group, um, realizing that we are the kingdom of God. God's spirit is present. And, and grasping and possessing the fact, the transformation, like the prodigal, like Mary and ourselves, that we are sons and daughters of God. So we talked about this prayer that Jesus taught us. I thought of, what could I preach on? Not what could I talk about, but why don't we just talk about things that Jesus taught his disciples. And uh, it's with that reverence and um, simplicity that I approached uh, talking about the, uh, quote, Lord's Prayer that we know very ritualistically. So last time we talked about our Father, the two, first two words of it, right? We talked about how we uh, are sons and daughters of God, and this is how we can approach God. But this interesting dynamic, our Father, hallowed be thy name. Our Father, how holy is your name. That's how it reads in the book of Luke. In Matthew, he adds, which art in heaven. So first, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm just pointing out the obvious, is that God is certainly holy. We talked about, we sang about that today, and I appreciate the, the song choices, uh, Gary. Um, and by the way, good job, Arnshaw, on the, on the, I mean, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, good job on the drums. It sounds, sounds great. Um, God is holy. He's not only holy, he's holy, 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 right? What does holy mean? Set apart. Set apart. Like you have good dishes in the, in the uh, you have good china, you have good uh, silverware, right? For special occasions. In a very generic term, you could call that a holy set of dishes. It's set apart for special occasions. We talked about in our Genesis series, right, that uh, plants are set apart, distinguished from rocks, <laughs> right? You can see that. And animals, right? Maybe your pets. Um, us, humans, are set apart from plants. Uh, did anybody get a, a, a dog or pet over the pandemic the past three years? Anybody? New? Wow. Pets were like in high demand during the pandemic. I don't know if you knew that. They were hard to find, hard to get. Pet supplies went through the roof. <laughs> 
because everybody had pets. Uh, getting a vet, veterinarian appointment went through the roof because everybody had pets. It's pretty amazing. Um, but God is set apart from us. Uh, humans, we're top of the food chain, right? What's set apart from us? Angels and heavenly beings. We are, and what do they look like? Anybody guess from their knowledge of scripture? What do, what do angels look like? Guess? Intimidating? <laughs> yeah. The, what does the Bible say? What, is, what does the Bible say about us? We were created a little lower than the angels. So angels kind of look like us. We kind of look, look like angels. But there's a, probably a big difference, right? They're not bound <laughs> by flesh and blood. Uh, what else do we know? On Easter, right, the stone moved away, and who talked to Mary? Some angels. She mistaken, uh, let's see, was it Simon that ran to the tomb? And I forgot. He mistaken some, uh, an angel for a gardener, right? He looked like a person. So angels kind of look like us, but they're not bound by us. We kind of look like angels. We were made in the image of God. What does God look like? Well, God came to earth. So that kind of gives us a little, little clue that God can take that form. So God is holy, 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 set apart. So when we pray, often we can be kind of fearful. That, what, that's what makes um, Jesus instructing us to pray. Simply come to prayer, God with Father. So God doesn't have to be a scary Wizard of Oz. Let's see if my video works. You guys ready for this? So God is amazing. We look at the heavens, right? God is powerful. There's a volcano erupting right now in Hawaii, right? Amazing power. And we forget, even after Jesus came, even when God came to earth, this was, this was actually uh, Israel's time, Old Testament. Um, this was the Holy of Holies. This is how uh, Israel uh, related to God after Moses met um, God on Mount Sinai. Uh, God came, his presence was in the Ark of the Covenant, and this showed... Um, Kind of just, God is holy, holy, holy. Uh, not that God made barriers between his people. In fact, he came to God's, to his people, right? Uh, simply in the fact that he told uh, Moses, take off your sandals, for the ground that you're on is holy ground. God was just stating the facts that he was set apart from uh, humans, but God came to humans. And this is the, the structure, the architecture of the Holy of Holies. All the people were over here, 
And then the priest came to the altar to cleanse yourselves. And then going further into the Holy of Holies, there's other rituals and, and ways that you approach God. This is another view from the front of what it supposedly looked like. God's essence was in the Ark of the Covenant back there, but everybody else was here, and this is, these were the barriers to God. And we do that today. Anybody know what this site is? For those of you that are world travelers, what is that a picture of? St. Petersburg, right, St. Peter's, exactly. I haven't done too much research on, on Roman Catholicism, just a little bit. Um, <laughs> what's the significance of St. Peter's Basilica, I think? That's its official name. What's the significance of that? Is, is that in the Vatican? Is that, is that in the Vatican? Is that what they call the Vatican? Anybody been there? No? They call it St. Peter's because the tomb of uh, St. Peter's there. <laughs> It didn't, it didn't dawn on me, uh, but I saw the, uh, was it, what's it, I saw Christmas service. Have you guys ever seen Christmas service? Um, since COVID is, kind of, we're kind of locked in, I thought it was kind of interesting that they streamed live uh, Christmas, Eve, Christmas service from the Vatican and uh, a Christmas message. And it's always kind of fascinating, is uh, an interesting connection. Um, to hear messages, to hear sermons of, of, uh, of Christ's birth um, from the Vatican. You know, I'm not Roman Catholic. I, I don't have any history with Roman Catholicism. But um, the service was, was uh, streamed live, televised, inside St. Petersburg, right over the tomb. It's kind of like this, uh, it looks like a bed, actually. It looks like a big uh, bed with four posts with uh, these dark wooden iron uh, col columns going up. Um, and that's apparently right over the tomb of St. Peter's. And that was, uh, I got to see that. Uh, so if you ever get a chance, uh, I guess you could stream it a lot. I guess you could just look it up, 2000, 2000 22 Vatican uh, Christmas service, live, live from the Vatican. You get to see inside uh, St. Petersburg. But the grandeur of these basilica, this is Notre Dame in Montreal, Canada. Um, I thought Notre Dame was somewhere else. The one that burnt down. Huh? Yeah, it's in Paris. But there's apparently a Notre Dame, uh, maybe similarly named Basilica in Montreal, and this is what it looks like on the inside. But depictions of God's grandeur and holiness, God can seem distant, there can seem barriers to us approaching God, and this is a close-up of the front. And what does that communicate, these... Uh, 
grand churches that were built in probably the, at least the one in, uh, what'd you say, in, in, in Paris, probably built during the um, Renaissance or the Dark Ages. That's when priests were lear- the learned classes, right? And everybody else was lower class, <laughs> no class, didn't know the language. Get this, they preached in Latin, right? So if you're a common person, how do you worship God, right? There were these barriers and barriers to commune with God, and what you saw were simply this grandeur of God, the gold, the statues, and all that. But Jesus comes, God himself, and teaches us how to pray. And he says, simply start out with saying, Father, even though God is holy, 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 these amazing uh, images of God's uh, power that he's set apart from us, this is a picture of, it's supposed to say Father there. <laughs> it's probably in white font. Start with our Father. This is the image that we need to think. This is Rembrandt's uh, depiction of the return of the prodigal son. This is how we approach God. This is how we can approach God, is an embrace. And we start out with the prayer that Jesus taught us with our Father. How holy is your name? God is at once holy, but he's first our Father, Abba. He teaches us that our True citizenship is also in heaven. This is what Matthew adds. Our Father, which art in heaven. So, secondly, that our citizenship, our true home, is in heaven, not just on earth. Earth is not our permanent home. God is set apart, as we discussed, but we were made on purpose for a purpose. And our Father, our heavenly parent, We are heavenly offspring and citizens of heaven, which is an amazing thing to think about. So these were the thoughts that uh, I wanted to share with you today, is God is not only holy, 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 and we can feel set apart from God. We can feel barriers to God. But as we come and approach God, We don't have to come approaching God in sin and shame. We can approach God that even while yet we were sinners, God still died for us. He still came to us. And that's the joy of following God, becoming sons and daughters of God. So let's let's bow in meditation as we close our time Um, God, we come before you. I'm going to share a couple words, and I'm going to close with the song that we shared uh, last week, that God loves us unconditionally. Coming before God, coming for you, Lord, you require just a few things.
You don't require fancy words. You don't require uh, lots of money. You don't require um, many religious acts, repetition, God. You simply require a humble heart. That's to realize that we have, we are created beings, imperfect. But we, God, we were creating your image a little lower than angels. Lord, we come before you in humility, realizing that we are a sinful people and that you are holy, not only holy, but holy, 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 and do a respect. You are a just God, Lord, to judge us, to judge the whole world by your standards, not ours. But you are also a loving and merciful God, willing to reconcile with us. Just like the image that we saw, you ran to uh, the prodigal son. As soon as we turn toward you, heaven rejoices even when one sinner has a humble heart and repents toward you. We thank you, God, that we simply have to accept and receive your mercy and grace to be sons and daughters. And we uh, worship you in gratitude.